What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. It's Tuesday. That is right. It is a Tuesday edition of the Nightly Morning Show here on twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. If you're catching this on our YouTube channel or listening to our podcast feed, uh, I'm sorry for that intro, but yeah. also please come watch the show live Monday through Friday for just one and a half more weeks um, over on twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. Come join the chat uh, after next Friday, which is the 26th of February. Yeah. Uh, starting March 1st, the show will be once a week. We're going to Monday mornings and Monday mornings only. Mm -hmm. uh, and that'll be a 90-minute show-ish. Ish. 60 to 90 minutes, depending on, you know, what we've got. Switching up the format. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to hit our 100th episode um, and then go yeah. to a, a weekly format, so. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited for that because it will mean more sleeping in. More time for activities. More, t more time for activities. Like <laughs> the Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. And the Vigi games. How are you doing, Clarus? I'm, uh, good. Good, good. I, um, yeah. Yeah, I can't complain. I, I'm not excited to go out in that later. Um, but I'm gonna play, um, Pokemon later. She's talking about the snow. So. It's very cold outside in Canada today. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You're playing Pokemans? I am. I am playing Pokemon later today, mm -hmm. which I am super excited That's for. That's over at twitch.tv slash... Clarus Tracaris. Yeah, if you don't know how to spell that, it's up here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for the podcast listeners, figure it out. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. How, how are you doing? Salty? <laughs> feeling a little salty? I've, I've been a little sassy this morning. Yeah, I'm I know. I'm feeling good. Um, I don't know. I feel good. I, I slept well last night, which doesn't happen very often for me. Yay. Um, I feel like people who watch this show learn about nerd news and David's erratic sleep patterns. Yep. Yeah. That is, that is mostly it. It's like nerd news, the crudes too. The crudes too. And David's, um, what men David are attracted to and also, <laughs> and also how well he sleeps. Those are the four things you learn on this show. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, no, that's true. That's I know, true. I know it is, and I love you. Uh, I, there's just so many men I'm attracted to. It's it's tough. It's it's tough. There's it's so many good-looking dudes out there, you know. Richard Simpson says it all rhymes: news, crudes, dudes, and snooze. That is beautiful. That's my life. Ru that's that should be your podcast. <laughs> news, crudes, dudes, and snooze. Yeah. The problem is, Crudes is only going to be a story for like another month. I know, I know, which is tragic. And it's going to be huge when it passes Tenet. I'm very excited for it to pass Tenet because I think it's going to. I hope it does. Um, but um, mm -hmm. I think it's going to. It'll, it's going to be like three more weeks and then it'll pass Tenet, um, which will be very fun for me. Mm -hmm. And like just me. I don't know if anyone else actually cares about this, but I care a lot. I, I think it's great. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, good. I played a lot of Valheim again last night with mm -hmm. Scary Daydream, Tommy Tsunami, and sorry, Tommy Four Underscore Tsunami, and uh, Mad Lad Scanny, mm -hmm. and it was a blast. That game is um, uh, it, it officially crossed two million sales in its first two weeks as an independent game. Damn. Which means they've made many, many millions of dollars. Damn. Um, like literally, this independent game has 
it's what 20 bucks a copy so what's it's made what 40 million dollars Damn. No, obviously, like the the developers don't keep all that money. Yeah, yeah, but um, still, they can't have expected this. Like, we're gonna have there's to... no way they could have possibly planned for to have a forty million dollar two punch. No, and and the thing is, we're gonna probably buy it again mm-hmm. so that we can have we can we can play it together. Yeah. Um, if we have time tonight, you should actually like show it to me, because um, it seems like a game that I would get lost in and mm-hmm. really enjoy. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited fun. to get into Valheim. Very, very fun. Um, yeah, we are, we're just kind of like doing, building our little Viking society. It's funny. Like, it's, it's amazing how, I, I've never played Minecraft, but I kind of get it now. Like, yeah. the, like, the, like, repetitive farming, and then the building, and then, the, like, being creative about your little houses. I was building a tower, I was trying to build, like, my own little Isengard last night, um, because uh, I wanted to take the hobbits there, and, right. um. Of course. The hobbits. To Isengard, God, 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 God. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, it was interesting. It was a good time, and uh, we, I was just chopping down trees for like a half hour, and I was like, "This is great. I just want to be a lumberjack, and I'm okay. I work all night and I sleep all day." <laughs> um, so, uh, War Games in the chat is asking, "Hey, did anyone ever actually figure out Tenet, or is it the king of films that you will never understand, regardless of the number of times that you see it?" Uh, yes. No. So the. <laughs> all right. It's not. Yeah, no one understands Tenet. No, I understand Tenet. No, you don't. Yes, Tenet, I do. Because Tenet doesn't make sense. It does. No, it doesn't. It's just flawed. There's a difference between there's a difference between having wrong science that is disprovable and having here. Okay, you know what? There isn't a lot of news today, so let's talk about Tenet. In Tenet, I was actually thinking of making a YouTube video about this, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna go through why Tenet doesn't work. In Tenet, we repeatedly see thing the, the the premise of Tenet, for those of you who don't know, is that there are people in the future who have inverted objects and are sending them back through time in order to fight a war in the past because they are upset about global warming. Which doesn't make sense. But Which okay. doesn't make sense. But but here's where the, the here's where Tenet gets its own science wrong, is there are multiple sequences in which you see a bullet shot in reverse time into something, and the crack that it leaves um moves back in time. Right? Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that that's not how the objects that the bullet interacts with would function. The crack in the glass would still be moving forward in time because the glass itself has not been inverted and the impact of the bullet would not invert the object that it hits. Right. So as soon as the bullet stopped moving in the brick concrete, its momentum would be carried forward in time by the thing it is encased in, it would not perpetually move all of that concrete backwards because of the um, its own inversion. Right. It wouldn't invert the things that it hits. And we see this in things like the car crash sequences, where the cars crash into each other, mm-hmm. and then the car that is hit by the inverted car is still moving forward. Yeah. Um, and so the problem with Tenet becomes one of, you cannot have certain objects force other objects to go back in time if they haven't been inverted because you've set up that other objects don't do that. Yeah. And so they, it's just kind of a mess. Yeah. Don't know if that matters to anyone but me, but that tenant 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 science doesn't work. Yeah, it does. It yeah. So that's your answer. It doesn't work. Yes. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. It's very cool. Yeah. It's shot really well. The sound design's terrible. 
Um, but, um... It's nice to, like, look at. So, you know, if you're, like, cleaning and you want something, like, pretty to look at on your TV, you could put it on. Yeah. And don't bother paying attention because it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it... So, is it... Wargamester says, is it a case of the film suffering from deus ex machina and failing to suspend belief for effects? N- no. Yes. Well, okay. There's no deus ex machina in it. No, there's no deus ex machina, but the whole suspension of disbelief thing is a big issue for the movie because, you know, a lot of these kinds of films ask you to a, to a certain degree to suspend your disbelief and be like, okay, cool, that works, that's fine. The problem with Tenet is that it tries so hard to explain it to you and tell you what it is mm-hmm. that you can't suspend your disbelief. Because there's no characters, right? The, yeah. the characters are all... F- are all exposition machines that are yeah. there to like tell you what's going on, mm-hmm. but what they're saying doesn't make any sense. Yes. And, <laughs> and it contradicts the things that other characters are saying. And there's literally a line where a character yeah. in the movie is like, um, uh, the, the, there's a literally a line where a character in the movie goes, um, sorry, there's a line that I'm trying to remember the line. Is. Uh, he's like, don't worry about it too much. Don't think about it too much. You, you're not going to understand it. Yeah. And then proceeds to try and explain it. And you're like, well, why would you... Yeah. Don't bother. Like... Deus Ex Machina simply means because the writer wrote it that way. Uh, Typically, when people say Deus Ex Machina, they're talking about a moment in which... um, uh, It refers to, like, a moment in which a character or something appears to save the day. Mm -hmm. um, Through no action of the um, protagonist, right? So a Deus Ex Machina is like the eagle showing up in The Hobbit's to save the dwarves, um, the eagles, uh, most of the time that the eagles show up in the Lord of the Rings is a deus ex machina. Yeah. Um, it's, it's when, like, um, an act of God essentially saves the protagonist through no action of their, their own. Yeah, without any setup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Potomcian, the other thing is also, yes, the sound design is terrible. There are people who are talking and saying very important things and you cannot mm-hmm. understand them because they're wearing a mask or they're standing right next to a motor. Like, it just... And they're giving important exposition, but there's literally, like, <sighs> happening, and you're like, why? Like, why? I can't. I don't know what's being said. Yeah. So, yes, the act of God type deus ex machina. But, yeah, it's just, it's it, it's a movie that that pretends it's very smart. Um, yeah. But is actually kind of dumb. Yeah. And I say that as someone who loves Christopher Nolan. Like, I'm not, like, yeah. ragging on Christopher Nolan. It's 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 a valiant attempt, and it is one of the most beautifully shot movies the last few years. It looks really cool. The effects are really neat. The going, the moving backwards thing, honestly, you know, if you, if someone you know has Tenet, I mean, I wouldn't, like, spend a bunch of money to I would I would it, put it like, on with closed captioning on and turn the volume down. Yeah, and, like, just look at the visuals. The visuals are really impressive. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it's it it it's it's a flawed movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and that is the news about a seven-month-old movie. Um, should we get into? Hey, it was fun. Should we get into the news? Let's do it. All right. Um, y'all, I don't know how y'all are gonna feel about this. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this. But um, USA Today's reporter Sarai Wilson was having a conversation with Ryan Johnson over a Zoom call. Um, and in it, Ryan Johnson confirmed that he is still working on his Star Wars trilogy, despite the fact that, uh, there has been no announcement from Lucasfilm, uh, and there is no confirmation that this is still happening from Mm -hmm. the official company, but Ryan Johnson claims that he is still writing it. Um, and as a Last Jedi fan, I say good. I like Ryan Johnson a lot. Knives Out is fantastic. 
Uh, so is Looper. Everything he's made, in my opinion, is very good. But um, what are, what do you think, Clarus? <laughs> well, I agree. Knives mm. Out, very good movie. Like we 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 actually really enjoyed that when we saw it on the ship, and um, it's it's also the kind of movie that uh, I can get into. The the cast was stacked. Um, however, um, I do not like those Star Wars movies. I think they are bad movies, and I think that the writing is bad. And I disagree. And and we're still married. We, yeah, somehow we're. St- Still struggling through it. Here's the struggling. thing. Struggling? We're doing great. <laughs> I know, I know. We're fine. Uh, here's the thing. I <clears throat> Right now I have a movie night going with my friends once a week. Um, <clears throat> first we went through The Lord of the Rings, and now we're going through Star Wars. We just finished Solo, which means we've got Rogue One, and then we've got the original series. And then we have to get to the sequels, which none of us are excited about because we all hate them. So I, I told my friends, I was like, so just so you know, when we watch these, when we watch these, I will be working. I am going to have a notepad, and I am going to make a YouTube essay on why each movie is bad. It's a bad movie, and I will convince, hopefully, my husband. You won't. You won't. <clears throat> no, I'm sure I won't convince him. But I will, you know, I, I, I feel very passionately about this, and so I'm going to turn it into a project. I'm going to use this hatred to fuel the fire. Um, it's going to be good. I don't know when that's going to come out, but look forward to it. Um, I I trust Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker to continue to tell interesting stories that push the boundaries on genre storytelling. I think that he has consistently used different genres to be more thematic than those genres typically are. Mm-hmm. Um, Looper does that with time travel. Uh, Knives Out does that with like the crime noir thriller. Um, it has a lot to say about society. It has a lot to say about family. It has a lot to say about like who we choose as our family. Uh, and I think that The Last Jedi also has a lot of those elements. I agree, there's moments of Last Jedi that don't work for me, for sure. Um, but the core stuff in Last Jedi really does work for me, as I've said millions of times. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you don't know how I feel about uh, The Last Jedi at this point, I don't know. But um, I uh, I don't know. I, I just trust Ryan Johnson to be interesting. And sometimes that's better for me than being like, uh, making a movie that everybody loves. Here's the thing. It wasn't interesting because it was like a recycled story from the original trilogy. You think The Last Jedi was a recycled story? Um, In Force what Awakens, way? Force Awakens and uh, Ryan Johnson Last Jedi. did not write <laughs> Force Awakens. He was not involved. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, that's that sucks that he had that set up. So that's unfortunate. Um, but um, the, the, the two, first two prequels... <laughs> Force Awakens is the one that most people like. Force Awakens? Yeah, most people like The Force Awakens. No, sorry. The Force Awakens, no. Last Jedi is the worst one. Force Awakens does a very poor job of setting things up. Um, There there are elements of truth in that, for sure. Yeah, it does a a poor job of setting things up. Because you're like, wait, how did all this happen? And they're like, don't worry about it. Big Glazer. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. Mm -hmm. So wait, no, no, no. How is The Last Jedi a rehash of something. It's a wildly different take on Star Wars. Well, it's a continuation of what they've already set up, and, like... That doesn't make it a rehash, though. Yeah, but the elements of the story... Like, when... When when you watch The Force Awakens, Mm -hmm. and you see that there are certain characters that are kind of a rip-off of their original characters, it carries through the rest of the movies, because now that's how you see them. Like, (sighs) Rey is Luke. Like, they're just... 
the, I would argue they're very different characters. They, it's they're literally the same like plot story. Like it like it's like a yes, but, person on like a desert planet who like life is rough and then they that's get every that is every superhero action fiction fantasy star every character starts out in the same place why it's because it's like the thousand hero the hero of a thousand faces thing all right i will do a comparison essay i would argue that luke and ray are very different i would argue that they took like luke's traits and they split them in half and they gave half to ray and half to finn and then they took han solo and split him in half and gave half to ray and half to finn and they are those two characters are like the like other world version of um han solo and luke skywalker and they, that's how they differentiated them. Uh, but like, like Dark Dispatch saying, like Harry Potter is Luke Skywalker. They're literally the same character. Harry Potter, um, I'm not saying it rips off Star Wars, but there's a lot in it that is very Star Wars. Um, there's a great TikTok about it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Harry Potter and Luke Skywalker are both orphans that are dropped off by an old wizard at their uncle and aunt's place who don't really want them there because... Don't really want them there. Yeah. I don't know. I I've never felt that aspect of it, but Luke is not Luke. Luke is Luke has it better, but like it is weird that like Dumbledore, Dumbledore and Obi Wan Kenobi have so much in common. They both lie about their real intentions. Yeah. Like they're <laughs> they're remarkably similar. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. You know. I've actually. I. I didn't see this TikTok, so I haven't thought about the like similarities between Star Wars and Harry Potter. But yeah, I. I can definitely see that. I just like the. Even if, um, even if like the Force Awakens had been better, it still would have been ruined by the Last Jedi because it's that bad. You know what I mean? Um, JP Jags is saying, do we really need to bring up The Last Jedi again? The only reason it came up is that Ryan Johnson is apparently still making his trilogy of Star Wars films, and now we are in the weeds about Star Wars. But I agree with you, JP Jags. Rebels is an underrated Star Wars Well, we're going to watch it. We're, Eventually. You know, we have to get through Clone Wars first. Clone Wars, and then... The, um, we got some seasons of animated shows to get you through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, which we're, we're going we're gonna to get on that. But... Um, I, I really love Rebels. It's so beautiful. Ezra is such a great character. Kanan is such a great character. Hera... Sabine, like the whole crew, mm-hmm. it's just Rebels is so good. Mm-hmm. Rebels, you're good, you're Gucci, um, and my girl uh, Ahsoka's in it, so I'm I'm a happy boy. Yeah, you know you know how I feel about my Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. I like Knives Out, which I think is the only other movie of his that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and so Looper's really good. You'd like Looper. Yeah, and so okay. what my hope is is that he just had a poor setup with the Force Awakens and like the, then that's why the last Jedi was bad, which fair. Um which, so uh, you know, I I would actually be interested to see what he's working on whenever we get that. A lot of and and that's fair like a lot of the the a lot of the things that people don't like about um the last Jedi revolve around the Luke storyline. And yeah. to be fair to Ryan Johnson, he did not he did not get to choose where that started, right? Yeah. Like he yeah, was exactly. he had to explain why Luke was hiding on an island. And like I don't know that there was going to be a version of that that was going to satisfy everyone. Yeah, I just don't think like the blue milk was very necessary. Um but like the green milk? The the blue milk is in the original. Green milk is in the, the whatever he's like drinking out of the like creature's titties. It like <laughs> It, it was weird. It oh, was really weird. Was very funny. It was so off-putting. Anyways, 
I didn't mind that, but I, 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 I've camped a lot, so I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeet, yeet, wait, yeet. I have camped a lot as well. I don't think that has anything to do with this. I think you just love Star Wars. No, I just didn't mind that moment. Like, it didn't bug me to watch someone drink milk. Like, that. that's, that's like, life. It's, mm. it's, it just doesn't bug me. They, they, I also love that that has become canon now, that, like, the Jedi, um, took that milk out into the universe and, like, gave it to people, and that's why people on, um, Tatooine drink blue milk to this day, is because, like, old Jedis used to bring the green milk around. <laughs> yeah. Sure. sure. <laughs> Rockmage says milk comes from titties, though. There's really no other way to obtain it. No, like, that's fair, but they could have definitely done that scene a lot differently. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> like, I'll rewrite it. Dark Dispatch, I, I've been, like, hunting. I don't know. Like, you don't... Uh, you get food where you get food when you're in the woods. It's uh, not, you know, if there's not other people out there making it for you, it's tough. You just yeah. live your life. And he's living his life. He's not harming the ecosystem. He's a part of it. I thought that that, that moment showed that he wasn't harming the ecosystem. He was just existing within it. Mm -hmm. um, and he'd found a way to, like, exist on Octo. And they were showing, like, his day-to-day. -day, and I didn't mind it. Um, I liked that Ray was disgusted by it. Like you are, like you are Ray in this story, and I am Luke sucking the milk I out of the titty. Not a Mary Sue. I resent. She's that. not a Mary Sue. Oh my God, Max Landis. Max Landis. First of all, controversy noted. Like not, maybe not the best dude, but um, Max Landis started this thing that Ray is a Mary Sue, and that's not what a Mary Sue is. And it like has bugged me to this day that there are all these people who now no. use Mary Sue to mean something that it doesn't mean. It's a character who just happens to be able to do whatever they need to do. That's in not what a Mary Sue is. That's not what it was for the entirety of its life until Max Landis started saying that about Ray. It was Max Landis being sexist about a female character. A Mary Sue is a writer writing themselves into the fan fiction that they are writing of something else. A Mary Sue is literally when a female I mean, fan fiction writer back in the fan fiction days would write themselves into their Harry Potter fan fiction. Unfortunately, the chat, including my aunt who is a writer and publisher, is disagreeing with you. No. I remember when it shifted. I, rem I like, remember the moment where culturally everyone suddenly was like, oh, yeah, Raisin Mary Sue, I guess we're changing the definition of the word that the internet has been using for 15 years. Oh, <sighs> it was very annoying. Um, no, and look, the original Mary Sue character is a super powered, yes, but it is that w woman writing herself into the story. And it was like she wanted to be the protagonist of a story. Well... Is the author's idealized self-insertion. I don't think that J.J. Abrams is like, you know what? Deep down, deep down, I am Ray. Deep in my... I want that. I deep want in that my soul, true. I am Ray I Skywalker. Really, I, I want that. I want it to be true. I really do. Um, yeah, anyways, I'm just, I'm hoping that maybe these movies will be better and that the reason The Last Jedi was bad is because it was a bad setup and maybe he'll be able to pull something. Ryan Johnson is a very talented filmmaker who makes very good movies and I'm not worried. Right. The Last Jedi is a good movie. <laughs> it, it is. There, it, it has some of the most beautiful moments in Star Wars. It is one of the better written Star Wars movies overall. Um... Just just in terms of, like, the dialogue feeling like real humans more so than some of the other Star Wars movies written by, you know, I'm sorry, other people. wait, the dialogue in the sequels? The dialogue in Last Jedi is more, like, realistic things people say than 
say Attack of the Clones. I I will die okay, on that hill. Then like pre some of, okay. Yes. George Lucas writes weird dialogue. Yes, he just does. Yes, but eh, that's At a least... low bar. It's a very low bar. <laughs> I hate send. Like <laughs> it's coarse. Oh my god. <clears throat> okay. All right. We need to move on. <laughs> Unless you guys just want to argue about this the entire time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we <clears throat> yeah. We could go either way. No, I'll save that. I'll save that <clears throat> for my my visual essay on YouTube. Essay. Just just wait for it. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, in a few months, just because we, it, it's going to be a few weeks before we get to those movies, but wait I'll, one I'll second, Frankenbeans. If you're going to bring up the examples of bad dialogue, you can't bring up one of the greatest moments in Star Wars, where he says, "Everything is fine here. How are you?" That moment is fire. Harrison Ford delivers that whole scene perfectly. That moment in Cell Block One One Two Eight is he sells it perfect. He's- it's so funny. It is to this day hilarious he sells it mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. um i can't imagine like looking at that and reading it and being like top-notch dialogue you know who's a mary sue <laughs> samwise Gamgee. name one thing samwise is bad at i dare you bad at yeah name one samwise is good at everything he He's cooks mistrusting. he cleans he gardens no he not mistrusting he was right no, but here's the thing. He was a hundred percent correct. Here's the thing. He I, didn't eat the bread. I would actually argue that if Sam had been nicer to Gollum, that he may not have betrayed them. Obviously, I don't know that. That's like an impossible thing to to know. But I would argue that Sam probably played a part in that betrayal. I don't agree with that. I don't think Gollum was ever going to let Frodo... Was never going to make a play for the ring. He had to. He was, no, but here's the thing. He, he like... That's like Smeagol, saying, like... Smeagol took over and Gollum went away. That's and it, not... And it was like, no, the ring... The ring got too strong when they got closer to Mount Doom. I don't... I don't think it was the proximity I, to Mount Doom. I think it was honestly the, like, trauma of being, like, captured by um, Faramir and his men. I don't know. I think Samwise but, Gamgee is... Is perfect, and you could never convince me otherwise. And okay. he is a Mary Sue confirmed. Okay. <laughs> Let's play this game, Internet. Let's go. Let's go, Internet. Oh, Bring it. God. Mm-hmm. Bring All right. It. What uh, What other news do we have? There's not much, y'all. <laughs> Can you tell? Um. Oh God. I could literally and talk about yeah, this. Yes, Sam actually cooked the sausages, and then Asgore came to Weathertop. That is. I true. have been arguing with people about the Last Jedi for over three years. Mm-hmm. Samwise did not cook those sausages by himself. That was no, a group decision. It was a group decision. Mary and Pippin were a part of that failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would argue. I would argue that Sam's worst moments in the series are Mary and Pippin's fault. <laughs> um. Oh my God. <laughs> I love this. This is great. This is why, this is why, you know, we're going to have such an interesting marriage. Because <laughs> we can argue about this forever. We yeah. don't even need new movies to come out. We no. could just sit here every day and argue about this one thing. Yeah. And we're both stubborn enough that we would never get off of it. Yeah, exactly. That's what marriage is, right? It's just normal people argue about dumb shit, like the stuff on the floor. <laughs> And we're just kind of like, like, okay, like but the, the last Jedi bag clip that has been sitting there for like four days. I didn't put it and there. And neither of us have picked it up. I didn't notice it. Okay. How? It's. 
That's fine. Uh, we live in a total mess. Society. We live in a mess. We live in a society. No, we have to move so much stuff around to do all the filming and stuff that we do. I know. But, like, there's just stuff everywhere all the time, and we've both kind of just given up. Yeah, because, like, yeah, because we have to do so much maneuvering for yeah. all the things that we do. Like, it, you know, we had to, like, do the podcast in there yesterday. We had to do, like, a self-tape in there yesterday. So yeah. everything has to move in between the different rates of nightmare. It's we have an L-shaped couch. You guys can't see this, but we have an L-shaped couch. Yeah. And this light that lights the wall behind us... Literally um, sits on It the lives couch. on the couch. And so we just have this full tripod and softbox. But, like, you know, it makes this it makes the video look a lot better. Yeah. To have the light on, right? Yeah. So we have the light on, but we never take it down. We just It just lives here. Yeah. So there's a whole, like, section of our couch that we don't use because it's where the light goes. Yep. We make it work, guys. <laughs> we make it work. You we know, try. It is what it is. <laughs> I don't know why I think it's so funny. Oh, um, y'all, Mission Impossible. Uh, Mission Impossible 7 and 8 were supposed to film back to back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not going to now. Uh, and that is because of Tom Cruise. Not because of COVID. Although it is actually because of COVID. But not in the way that you think. Uh, the movie Top Gun Maverick was supposed to have come out by now. It was supposed to come out last year. Mm -hmm. um, but it got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Right? Like everything else because of COVID. Uh, and so now, because of the new release window for Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise can no longer film Mission Impossible 8 on the back of Mission Impossible 7 mm -hmm. because of his promotional... Uh, requirements for Top Gun Maverick. Oh, okay. So um, they're having to uh, they're having to uh, change their whole schedule around again because COVID is just the worst. That's rough. That is so much like reshuffle. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, but uh, it's it's interesting to see like they 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 were like literally planning on filming two movies in in one go. Mm -hmm. Um, which is always the better way to do it. Yeah, because then you don't run into that, like, mustache problem. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was a you reshoot just, thing. But, I know, but yeah. but it, those kinds of things, um, you know, because yeah. it's likely that if you're the stars of your movies are good, they're going to be doing other work. Mm-hmm, 100%. Um, and they were they were trying to do it, but um, the it just doesn't look like it's going to be possible for Mission Impossible 8. I do wonder what this means for Mission Impossible 8 long term. Um, but, uh, Mission Impossible 7 probably won't come out until next year, so I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, Mission Impossible 8 pushes back their filming to next year, mm -hmm. to maybe come out in 2023 or 2024. Yeah. I cannot believe we're talking about 2023. Yeah. You know what comes out in 2023? Another Star Wars film. Oh, boy. Rogue Squadron, directed by Patty Jenkins. Right. Um, God, I want a new Star Wars movie. Or I just want Star Wars TV to come back. I miss Mandalorian already. Like, it's only been two months, but I'm like... I miss, yeah. <laughs> Mandalorian. It was just so good. Where's my weekly Star Wars? I just want everything Star Wars from now on to be Jon Favreau. <laughs> Is that, like, too much to ask? Um, <clears throat> Hero of Wind says, um, uh, are the Mission Impossible movies any good? I only saw the first one. All right. I've yes. I've never seen one. They're very good. Mission Impossible 2 is a little rough. Um... It's, it, it is the attack of the clones of the Mission Impossible franchise. Um, but mm -hmm. um, Mission Impossible 3 is great. Filmer, Philip Seymour Hoffman's performance as the villain in Mission Impossible 3 is like an iconic villain. Uh, and then uh, the last few have been like really solid. Um, uh, they're, they're all just, they're really good. Uh, they're solid action movies. The stunts are real, so they look really cool. Mm -hmm. um, 
and the last two are have set up this like ongoing story for the first time that is going through that is like following through the movies um and it's really interesting and i feel like they've done a lot with simon pegg's character a lot with um oh god what is uh ving Rhames's character uh and they're they're telling like a coherent story with these characters that is, is showing a lot of depth and character inside of an action franchise mm-hmm. um they've kind of gone like the opposite way of um, the Fast and the Furious franchise, where they're getting better over time, but they're getting like slightly more serious and slightly more grounded and, and, and interesting, gotcha. uh, as opposed to the like getting yes, more like ridiculous. Boom, boom, yeah. Like yeah. And there's lots of boom boom. There's lots of um, Tom Cruise running. If you want long shots of Tom Cruise running, I don't. Yeah. Didn't yeah. know I needed that, but um, he runs a lot. Okay. Yeah, and Tom, you're not allowed to... So, <laughs> I don't know if this is true. This is a rumor, and Tom Cruise might hate me for saying it out loud. The Church of Scientology might come after me for this one. But um, uh, Tom, apparently there's a rule that no one's allowed to be running in a shot with Tom Cruise. Why? Because uh, they, they make him like look really fast when he's running. And apparently if you put someone next to him and they're running with him, it like the effect doesn't work because he's short. Gotcha. So he always has to be by. So there's a lot of shots of Tom Cruise running by himself. Do you think like someone has made a YouTube compilation of all the shots of him running? Yes, it's good. It's very long. There's there's one there's one sequence where he runs, and then he's just he like runs and then he goes up a tower and then he's running on top of a market and then he runs across a building and it's just it is literally like five minutes of a movie of him just running across London and you're like I'm in the music is so good. The Mission Impossible music is so good, mm-hmm. but the music in that sequence is so good that you're, he's just running and nothing else is happening, and you're still sitting in the theater like, yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm getting cardio in just watching this sequence. Sweating for ya. Oh, he never sweats. Tom Cruise does not sweat. Okay, he glows. Yeah. He's got the power of Xenu on his side. Okay. It's yeah. France? That whole sequence took place in France? He does run in London, right? I'm not crazy. There's a... Maybe I'm crazy. I thought that big... Um, the, the, the building in London was in it that looks like a butt plug, right? There's this giant building in the middle of London, and it looks like a giant butt plug. And I've never understood it. I've never seen this. It's, I, it's a giant butt plug. Here, I'm going to pull it up. Is it called the Gherkin? It's called the Gherkin? No, it's not. I'm I'm googling the gherkin. If oh. if if the butt plug comes up when I Google gherkin, um, maybe it's gherkin okay, building. Go to images. Yep. <clears throat> does that or does that not look like a giant butt plug in the sky? Um, I mean, it kind of looks more like an alien spaceship, but I can. Yeah. It is a butt plug. Yeah. And it's called the gherkin. <laughs> Jerkin with the gherkin. You know what I mean? Wow. This is the morning show. Welcome. Uh, that's <laughs> Oh my god. Technically, it's something like 30 Elizabeth Avenue. Mm, that's so funny. I don't like that. 
Um, that's so funny. Yeah, that that building is so iconic to me. It's in like all of the Mission Impossible movies. It's in um all of the Bond movies now. Because mm. uh, any you can't do a panorama of London without seeing this giant <laughs> butt plug in the butt middle. plug in the middle of the city. Very cute. And I'm sure like I'm sure when they saw the designs of it, they're like, oh, that's gonna be really cool. It wasn't until it was finished that someone looked up and went, oh God, my wife has one of those. <laughs> this one's just a little bit bigger. It's a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh. wow I learned something new today um oh Richardson has had dinner on the top floor and it was very nice mm-hmm. I'm sure it's lovely yeah I ate out there too um derailed so fast oh this is the most inappropriate morning show yet i oh, think God. i think this tops the uh, the the, the, the dildo talk yeah yeah <laughs> we went from mission impossible to butt plug which you know what hey I... sometimes i look at a uh, butt plug and i go mission impossible <laughs> <laughs> what uh okay sure <laughs> I'm sorry, Marvelous Bricks. I apologize. <laughs> 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 We're originally oh sold as God. a miracle cure for headaches, acne, and insanity. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Vibrators were originally invented to for um for, to cure women's hysteria. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh well, God! You know um, what? You know what? I, 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 I have news, guys. I have news. Are you making up the news? I am not making this up. I have news. This is the news, guys. We have just—I just checked my phone. Wow. Um. So, Bad Dragon is actually <laughs> selling. Selling a two-scale butt plug of the gherkin. Wait, the scale is in it's the same size, or yeah, yes, yes, it is. Those are going to be able to be shipped out in twenty sixty seven. They made more than one. Yeah, yeah, they made more than one. You know, <laughs> it's uh, honestly, it's a really impressive feat. You know, it doesn't have all the like internal designs because it's not necessary. <laughs> Um, but it does have the look and feel of the gherkin. <laughs> You're welcome. I want to be very clear that was a uh, Clarice makes up the news segment. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm upset now. With um, myself, mostly. Uh, fair. <laughs> Current fair. topic, Mission Impossible 8 delays filming. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is what... <laughs> <laughs> that is what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, David has officially. Uh, I really quit hope the my play. mom's not watching the morning show. I hope she is. I hope she is. Oh my god. Hi. I'm gonna get a call from Trish. Oh like, wow. Uh, David. Wow. David. What's a butt plug? Um, and I'll be like, thank God you don't know. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I really, I really, I really, I said a current topic was a good idea. Richardson, we're working on it. I, I'm hoping that by the time we get to the weekly show, it'll be easier and we'll have something like that. Yeah, yeah, because um, we'll actually be able to, like, prepare the show. 
There's going to be a new overlay. Like, there's going to be a new setup for the show. Yeah. We just get way too off topic to, yeah. to anticipate. Because, like, then we would need, like, a lower third that comes across. It's like, butt plugs, you know? And, and just, people would be very confused. I want to I, I wanna really know how, how do butt plugs cure acne? Like, I can kind of get... If you told me that there was, like, um, a way in which a butt plug affected a headache because of, like, a nervous system thing. You know how, like, nerves are connected the, in weird yeah, ways? Yeah, your whole body, for like, sure. Like, if you told me that, like, there are butt plugs that cure headaches, I could, like, understand that. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't believe it right away. <laughs> I would I have would to try it first. Um, but... <laughs> Obviously. But I, I really, like, I don't, I really don't get how the butt plug cures acne. That, that one seems... Yeah. Yeah, that one, I that's a stretch. A yeah. little bit of a stretch. Also, curing insanity. I, I I feel like that one might have been a little uh, little snake oil there. A little, just a little. Yeah. Just a little bit. But but uh, here's here's the thing, I, y'all. This might be a little gross. This is a little sex ed for you. But oh. um, the the uh, there is a thing in the men called the prostate, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of nerves in there um, that um, can be quite pleasurable to a man. And so, if you were to tell me that. Stimulating those nerves released serotonin for men in a way that helped fight headaches. I would buy that. Like, that is an understandable chemical reaction in the body that you could sell me on. Yeah. Um, in a way that, um... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was trying to be as scientific as possible there because it was naughty talk. This episode is definitely not going to be monetized (laughs) on YouTube. Um, but no, like, I, I, you, I, I could buy that. I don't buy curing. Yeah, like, uh, here everyone in the chat says, like, the idea that a foot massage can cure a headache. I, I buy that. I just don't buy the acne thing. Yeah, that makes zero sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I... Because I've, I've definitely, I've definitely read that, like, um, migraine, that there are some people who can cure their migraines by having an orgasm. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. 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 I have heard that, actually. So, anyway, welcome to the Nightly Morning Show, where we talk about nerd news. Yes. Is there any more news? Why do we because always end up talking about sex, actually though? at the end of the show. We've spent... A no, while. that's it. That's the end of the freaking show. That's we it. We can't recover from butt plugs curing headaches and acne and insanity. You're right. You're right. That's actually what they put on the label of the Bad Dragon Gherkin. Yeah. Why is it called the Gherkin? I don't know. It's such an inappropriate name for that building. Yeah, I don't understand. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Because it looks like, it does not look like a pickle. I'm, no, mm mm-mm, no, incorrect. (sighs) That is fake. How are we so inappropriate as humans, and yet still spend so much of our time playing Pokemon on the internet? Uh, Because we are vast and... Hey. Complicated human beings. We contain multitudes? Is that what you're saying? We contain multitudes. And you know what else? We live in a society. (laughs) We live in a society. Y'all, thank you for being here for the Nightly Morning Show. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Hopefully with not this again. Or hopefully this, if you enjoyed this. If If you want us to have like a sex ed podcast, let us know. Where we just talk about different like buildings that look like... Sex toys? No, that would be an episode, though. We could do, like, <laughs> the top ten buildings that look like sex toys. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a fun episode of a podcast. That would be. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> Our promotional deal with Adam and Eve. Hey, we'll take sponsors. You know what I mean?
Thanks for joining us today, guys. If you uh, missed this show live and you're <laughs> listening to it on the podcast or watching it on the YouTube, I'm so sorry. Um, but you could have been here live for this um, over at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. Um, <laughs> you could you could have been. If you're still watching and if you have not deleted this podcast from your phone and burned your phone, uh, come back and check us out live on twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. Yeah. I also play video games over there and you play video games over at... Clarice Jakaris. That's right. Mm-hmm. As always, y'all... <laughs> I don't want to put my name on this, but my name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. <laughs> Do something nerdy tonight. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>